Hello, welcome back to the podcast. If you listened to the first episode, for those of you joining for the first time, welcome. I am so happy you're here. This is The Circle Makers, a podcast for dreamers and believers that are ready to pray circles with boldness and specificity around their lives. My name is Rachel, and I will be on this journey with you towards enriching our prayer walks and lives. Let's dive in. week, I spent the first 15-ish minutes answering some base questions, which helped keep me focused and on track um, because I tend to get a little bit off track and uh, just go into detail and all that fun stuff. So I have a structure today. Hopefully we'll stay on track um, because the last 15 minutes of the intro episode was me walking feverishly through a rough, a very rough explanation of a few recent prayers answered and then a closing prayer over you. All right, so hopefully it'll be a little bit more organized, but it will still be pretty messy because let's face it, I am a messy human as most humans are. Thank goodness there's space for people like us in this world. Okay, so just a reminder that I'm speaking on my experience through prayer and prayer specifically in Christian culture and practices. I do intend and hope to bring other people on this platform so we can hear those walks in prayer. I think it's important that we be open and knowledgeable with all religions. It, it opens each person to compassion and understanding, which I value in attaining in my own life. Um, okay, so in my experience, when pastors open a dialogue surrounding or about prayer, they often discuss Luke or Matthew, where Jesus teaches the disciples how to pray. And I, I want to honor Jesus's teaching in the Bible on this, but I definitely didn't want to start our journey there. I think there's a better... There's a a great idea surrounding prayer um, that we don't have to like dig into theology for anything like that. I, um, I think it was something that really resonated with me when I was reading The Circle Maker by uh, Mark Batterson, which I'll refer to later um, in further discussing this idea. So anyway, I'm going to I'm going to jump into this and then I'll explain what I mean in a minute so you can understand like this idea better. But let me just stop talking about the idea and get to it. So I grew up in the church and growing up in the church, I think I became desensitized to prayer for a part of my journey. Um, Growing up in the church, I felt like prayer was a very ritualistic um, and legalistic thing. I felt like it was something that I had to do in order to be good, in order to be a good Christian, like, well, and I felt like I, I, I had to be a Christian in order to please, in order to please my parents, I had to be a Christian. So that's another discussion for another day. But, um, (laughs) uh, my faith is my own now. And, um, I also just felt like, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, Prayer is the thing you do at meals, or it was something if you were in the need of help from God that, you know, you couldn't do anything else on this earth, like you you got that from God, or you needed it to pass a test. Um, I knew that I could ask for anything I wanted, but the prayers I prayed as a kid and as a teenager, I realize now, weren't full of any nourishment or good fruits. I was general in what I asked for. I prayed non-specific prayers that lacked depth. 
I was afraid of asking for what I really wanted. And, um, and that entailed like the dreams and the desires on my heart, um, the future for my life. And I feared giving those things up to God. I felt if I actualized those, those dreams through prayer, God would eventually call me away from those things. Because a lot of the things that I was chasing were putting me in the spotlight instead of God. And this is a whole, a whole other discussion, um, a whole other podcast episode that I will get to later. But we're scratching the surface here um, to touch on this idea. Um, and recently I came up with my own term for these kinds of nonspecific prayers. Uh, I feel it paints a clear visual of how these p- prayers enrich or have enriched my prayer life or lack of, you know, um, and walk in faith. Uh, so I call these pr- nonspecific prayers <laughs> baby bottle prayers. If you think about a baby bottle, it holds milk, baby formula. And the nourishment it can provide is good, but it's only meant for babies. Like, just like in life, we're meant to grow um, grow as humans. Um, we need bigger meals. You know, babies start eating um, baby food and then, you know, banana chunks and Cheerios once they start getting, you know, some teeth. And, uh, you know, and all you start growing on the the beggar the 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 beggar huh, the better and bigger you know meals you start eating you know and just like that in life we're meant to grow through our spiritual life too so we can't keep sucking spiritual baby formula forever ew gross <laughs> you can pray a nomiety of baby bottle prayers and still not feel nourished and that's how i felt um We need to be detail-oriented with God, just like in life when we are not communicating explicitly, directly, and detailing what it is we want or need. We end up receiving something we didn't anticipate or we end up not getting it at all. We have to be intentional in life. We have to be intentional in our prayers. And yes, God knows what's on your heart, but he wants to hear that from you. If you don't follow through with boldness and outline what you want in life with God, how will he know you're able to handle that thing if he just gives it to you out of the blue? And how will you know that that's that he's answering a prayer if your prayers aren't specific enough um, for you to see that? He wants you to be bold. He wants you to take that step of faith and asking for that thing, that thing, that job, that relationship, that new car, that men between family members. And he wants you to be faithful in asking for that thing and to be persistent. Um, to elaborate further, you know, through this journey, I've, I've mentioned that um, I will be referring back to Mark Batterson's book um, to further discuss prayer and how to enrich our prayer lives. Um, so in The Circle Maker, where I got the idea for the title of this podcast, he says some really powerful things about vague prayers within the first few pages of the book. He writes in the book, I read one sentence that changed the way, the way I pray. The author, pastor of one of the largest churches in Seoul, Korea, wrote, God does not answer vague prayers. When I read that statement, I was immediately convicted by how vague my prayers were. Some of them were so vague that there was no way of knowing whether God had answered them or not. (sighs) I just want to echo Mark's sentiment and his statement here. One of the major factors that kept me from growing in faith um, and growing in in richness um, in life and growing with the Lord is that I, 
I didn't even know if my prayers were being answered. It's because I couldn't grow with the small nourishment that I was receiving from speaking and saying and and just praying baby bottle prayers. And I, I still struggle praying baby bottle prayers over Christmas. I asked that God would, uh, this is so like woo woo of me that like, you know, like, oh, so holy and we raise our hands and now I'm being goofy. Okay, I, I don't mean to be goofy, I'm sorry. Um. No, like, I just asked that God would, like, but it's still woo-woo, okay? Um, I asked that God would help me to spread peace and love and joy, and I quote from my prayer journal, um, to all of my family members this Christmas. Like, how, how kumbaya is that? Um, but, like, really, how can I measure that? I can't measure that. How do I truly know that God used me to bring peace and love and to joy to my family over that time? What I realize now is that I could have prayed um, that God would equip me to share peace and love and joy through having a meaningful encounter with each member of my family that would further our relationships. And I still think that's nonspecific because there are some details we need to fill in there. Now, there is a specific prayer, um, a very um, detailed, excuse me, prayer that God has helped me realize that I needed to pray. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll work with this better example of, um, of me witnessing God answering this prayer. So in my family, there are four women. There's my mom, myself, and my two younger sisters. My dad, whom I love dearly, um, he's struggled with women in the house just because, um, he, as a person, and I feel like most people feel this way, but I feel like he's very much more passionate about this. He doesn't like it when people disrespect him or don't listen to him or are cond condescending to him. And I've, I have learned this through my, through my years of growing up in his household. Um, but he struggled with, um, losing his temper for a while and raising his voice, getting upset and just misunderstanding the emotions and frustration, frustrations of us women in the household and, all of that to say he has grown a lot and gotten better at um, controlling that and taking taking those emotions captive when they come on. Um, but sometimes it seemed that his heart was quite hardened. Um, I started praying over his heart at the beginning of September, but that was still a baby bottle prayer because I was praying, God, bring spiritual growth and salvation for my dad. And... That's that's fine. That's a fine prayer. But how how was I to know that he was growing spiritually? You know, um, so I don't remember what happened, but something spurred me on sp September twenty first of twenty twenty to write down and start praying. God bring compassion, care, patience, and kindness into my father's heart by twelve twenty of twenty twenty. God shows up, um, especially when you give him a date to meet. Over time, in talking with my mom and my dad, um, and the, just the conversations that we had with one another, um, my mom was telling me that he was reading, <laughs> reading his devotional, having a quiet time with the Lord more, um, which he didn't used to do. Um, he would, you know, he'd wake up and as a family, we would read through the Bible, but you, you can, you can be reading the Bible and not, 
not fully getting the nourishment of the Bible, you know, not fully understanding the preachings of the Bible. Um, not saying that he didn't understand the preachings of the Bible, but I just know in the past, like, I have not fully understood the Bible when I haven't studied it, you know? Um, but it just in speaking with my mom and my dad, I heard, um, the Holy Spirit was opening his heart slowly and that was encouraging, but I, it didn't feel right to, um, fill out the right side of my prayer journal, um, right next to where I wrote, you know, this prayer over him. I didn't feel like it was the right time to fill out that right side of the page to signify that prayer had been answered. And I swear that the next few things I speak on, they're all going to be connected. I promise you. But um, I'm going to go into like some detailed things and some not detailed things. And hopefully it's a little organized. I hope I can connect the dots for you. Okay, here we go. So over the holidays, we went to go visit family in Texas. And there was a situation where lack of communication happened as it can occur very so often. Um, my dad kind of lost his temper and raised his voice. And when he raises his voice, we... He, do, he doesn't think he's yelling, but with women in the household, it can often come across as yelling. And so three out of the four of us women were upset, myself included. Um, but something helped me is that my mom clued me into one of my dad's, um, what, what had happened that I wasn't seeing on my end, um, that there was an expectation set for him that he was trying to meet. Um, but the tone that this family member was using with my dad, um, it was very condescending and kind of disrespectful and uh, like assuming things of him that weren't true, like he didn't care or something like that. And, uh, you know, and I, I only know so far, but my mom, she, I feel like she articulated it better than I am I am right now. Um, so when it came time to communicate about what transpired in the car, he expressed that he felt like he was offending every person of our family and was just failing on every front and I told him we didn't we didn't think he was failing and I told him I wasn't offended I was just upset that he got upset with us and when clearly there was just a miscommunication I told him also that I didn't realize how he'd been treated by family members in regards to expectations and meeting them um I, I just had never known that, you know, and that that was a, a vital piece in 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 this equation. Um, when I know how hard my father, just how how hard he works to respect people's time and space, and uh, and them as a person, he 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 really does strive to respect people for who they are. So later in the days, um, well, to give more background, there for a while. Um, for the past five years, there's been a dark cloud that's been looming, looming over my dad's side of the family. My grandmother has dementia, and it's it's been really hard for us to live in a dif different state um, while she's been struggling through that. My dad has tried to make, sev make several trips out there um, for different moments in time. And my family members who live in Texas, uh, along with her, um, my grandfather included, um, they've really been trying to be there for her and support her, um, in more ways than one, but it's hard when someone's going through a, a mental disease that, that is 
allowing them to slowly slip away from reality. So at one at another point, like later in the days, my family members were trying to communicate about um, when we were going to meet up and celebrate Chris. Chris ugh, hello, words. Um, when we were going to meet up and uh, we were trying to set clear expectations on when to celebrate Christmas together. And my dad had established a time, finally established a time for everyone. It seemed that some of the members of the family weren't going to meet the specific expectation that was set in place, i.e. we'd be waiting on them to get there, which would make other family members possibly upset with my dad, which would in turn mean that he might lose his cool with our immediate family again. Um, I had been praying over the time that we we had because uh, I, f- I flew into Arkansas where my family lives um, and then we drove over to Texas and I was praying all, all the while of arriving to Arkansas and all the while of driving to Texas that God would just be faithful to what I was asking for Um, not only to my dad to open up with compassion and care, but just our family too. I wasn't sure how or when it may happen. Um, the moment we, we just got this news that, that family members weren't going to meet the expectation. It just felt like it, I don't even know how to, like, describe it. I was just really upset and frustrated, personally. Um, We were in the car, and we were waiting for my mom outside of a Tom Thumb. She was getting some supplies for dinner that night. It was my dad and one of my sisters and I. I was so incredibly frustrated. I just... There was nothing I could say. And I just put my head in my hands and started praying. Lord, please let there be peace and joy in our family this Christmas. Please bring compassion into my father's heart and open him up this Christmas. I've been praying for this for so long. And so silently and peacefully, my dad reached back and stroked my hair. In that moment specifically, I knew the Holy Spirit was moving through my father's heart. It was like the Holy Spirit had moved through my dad to comfort me through somebody else and remind me that it's all in his control. And my dad's my dad's not overly affectionate like that a lot. And so I just knew that it was totally the Holy Spirit moving through him. So a few days ago when I got back, um, I was walking through my prayer, my prayer journal and I came across that initial prayer that I wrote down in September. And I got to fill out the right side and see how the Lord was not only working in and blessing my life, but also my dad's. And I, the date on it, I'd said, you know, God open his heart and bring compassion by this date. Um, and when, you know, that moment occurred that compassion that I felt from my father. Um, it was on the 28th of December. So no, it wasn't on, you know, the 20th of December, but I didn't ask for God to show me on the 20th of December. I just asked and asked for that opening up his heart by the 20th of December. 
So God clearly delivered. And that's, I hope that helps clear up a little bit why we need to be specific when asking for things so God can meet us in those good fruits um, and give us, help us to grow and help us to rely on him. And we'll talk more about that next week. Um, mm, and I, I just wouldn't have known how God was going to bless my life through through such a small act if I wasn't being faithful, intentional, and being specific in that prayer. <sighs> okay, that was a lot. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now to allow you to sit in the soup, as I've heard someone put it before. Let's just sit in the soup now that we've cooked it. Um, <laughs> there's a lot more to discuss in fulfilling and enriching um, how to pray big prayers with such specificity. And I know I've said that word so many times today. You're probably going to be sick of it. If somebody says like any word with S-P-E at the beginning of it, you're going to be like, ah, I don't want to hear it anymore. But um <laughs> I'm going to save um, all of all of those. All, I'm going to save more of that for um, for when we discuss dreams and bold prayers, more bold prayers. So I hope something in this episode struck a chord with you, and I hope you'll stay for the journey ahead. I know that anytime I have followed God without hesitation, He has blessed my life and often the lives of others too. So I'm excited to continue. Um, I hope you'll stay for the journey, like I said, um, and let's just close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for every person listening to this podcast right now. Um, I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for their openness and their willingness to be here. Um, God, I just thank you for the dreams and the desires on their hearts that they yearn to be fulfilled, that they seek to come true. God, I know that you have a plan and purpose for every person listening to this podcast. God, you love each person that is listening this, listening to this message with open ears. God, I just, again, thank you for their presence. And I thank you for the value that they bring here on this earth. They're so valuable. God, you've made them worthy of love and you've claimed their life and their blood and their sins. It's no longer, you know, their baggage to carry anymore. God, I just pray that as we walk through this journey, you would continue to bless each and every person here. God, that you would open them up to your compassion and your care and your love and your joy. God, I have experienced so much joy through prayer and through being specific. <laughs> I know I said it again. I'm horrible. Uh, <laughs> I, that's the last time I'll say it today. Um, but God, I just ask that you would make our hearts and make our our mouths bold in what we speak to you and that we would truly ask for the things on our hearts god because god you are the one that can move mountains and if you can move mountains you can give us the dreams of our hearts 
I just pray now that as we go forth, we would have a blessed week, that we would continue to see things from the perspectives of others, um, to be compassionate again. I think we need more of that in this life, especially in the middle of a pandemic where there are such tragic and looming circumstances that seem to be taking over almost every portion of our lives. God, I just thank you for the blessings you've given us, and I just pray that you would continue to bless us in this time and bless us through this journey ahead. In your son's name I pray. Amen. And amen! Oh my gosh! Okay, so we've made it (laughs) to the end of another episode. Oh goodness, I just want to say, like, I'm so thankful for you to be here. Um, Just your presence, it means a lot to me. You don't even have to be, like, open to anything that I'm saying. Like, the fact that you're here um, and you're listening, you're awesome. Um, All right, so I'm going to sign off now. Have a great week, and let's continue to love each other and be good people. All right, see you soon. Bye.